Welcome to Millennial Money Minutes, where we tackle tough personal finance topics in five minutes or less. With your host, Grant from MillennialMoney.com and Matt from DistilledDollar.com. Hey everyone, today we're going to do a special two-parter episode on the art and science of financial independence. So let's chat about the science first, because this is really what most people focus on when they get into financial independence. You know, they hear that they can uh, retire early, maybe as early as 30, 35, 40, uh, at least significantly cut the amount of time that it's going to take them to retire. So, you know, you read books like Your Money or Your Life uh, and, you know, Mr. Money Mustache and mad scientists and all these bloggers and you learn that you should be doing things like increasing your savings rate that's uh you know certainly part of the science the higher your savings rate the faster that you can really reach financial independence no matter where you're starting from or what your income is um another one is that you know you should be tracking your expenses and your income on a spreadsheet your net worth there's really just so many pieces to the science side of financial independence that i think we'll get to this in an episode in, in the second part of this episode, but I really think that we in the in the financial independence movement focus a little too much probably on the science than we do on the art. So, what, what do you think, Matt? What, what what are some of the scientific elements of financial independence? Yeah, not uh, especially that last point too, where you said uh, a lot of people focus more on the science aspect of it because from a from a black and white you know numbers perspective, it's pretty clear that if you increase your savings rate, you'll be able to retire earlier. And we've talked plenty of times in the past where if you change your savings rate from 10 to 11%, that 1% can leave you uh, in a position to retire two years earlier. So, you know, then all of a sudden you go from 11% to 15 to 25, um, and you see the numbers quickly escalate and the years slip away on the back end in terms of how many years you actually Sounds need so to work. so dour there. Yeah. Uh, the but, years slip away. But, you know, and it creates more freedom, and that kind of, we'll, we'll touch more on the art there and later on in terms of, you know, what to fill up that space with and, 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 how to find meaning in, in money after retirement. But for the science side of it, yeah, it goes back to, um, for me, discovering the fact that early retirement existed when I read about it from Ben Franklin when he retired at 42. And then just lear- learning from more people like Ben Franklin, Charlie Munger, these guys who accumulated a lot of money and they, they understood the power of compound interest. And again, going back to the science of it, um, you know, once you tackle investing, once you kind of wrap your head around all the different options out there and you find the one that's right for you based on your strategy, based on your risk portfolio, the science of it sort of takes care of itself. I mean, it's pretty um, nuts and bolts right there. And it's just, you know, moving forward with that approach. And like you said, tracking expenses, looking for ways to optimize the, you know, your expenses. And then once you've, once you got that figured out, then it's on to, you know, more ways to increase your income. And it's exciting because, you know, from a scientific standpoint, you could see how you add in one factor and the, you know, you can see the multiplier effect. Yep. Um, it's pretty, you know, cut and dry, pretty clear. Um, and, you know, I, I yeah. want to say that, yeah, there's a lot more, I, I would say it's, there's a lot more art to it, but, you know, from a science, you know, from the, the numbers perspective, it's pretty clear in terms of what to do. Yeah. Let's get down. I mean, a lot of it comes down to consistency of execution, saving as much as you can, increasing your savings rate as frequently as you can, uh, you know, trying to keep your expenses moderate. And then the third variable, these are kind of levers. There's like savings expenses. And the third one's certainly income, you know, trying to make more money. There's the science behind that. It's just setting all these systems up and then pushing them 
But, you know, I like to say that sort of like automation is the enemy because a lot of people think that automation from the science perspective is kind of enough. It's like you have a certain amount going from one account to another. And it's certainly a start. But, uh, you know, I think that maybe this is the segue to the art side because I think um, when you just automate everything, it's not going to get you there as quickly as possible. So, yeah, I definitely agree. And to piggyback off that, it reminds me of the famous value investor Ben Graham said, you can get in a lot more trouble with a good idea than a bad idea because you'll get stuck on that good idea and you'll fail to realize that that good idea has limits. And that's, I think, a long, you know, a lot to say with, profound. I like with automation yeah. where, um, you know, you can automate a lot, but if you're not in the habit, if you're not, um, if you're not routinely developing your skills, looking for ways to negotiate a salary increase or looking for ways to expand your responsibilities at work or looking into side hustles and ways to increase your income if you're not habitually in the automated you know process of doing that if you're not if that isn't part of your autopilot then then yeah you can get kind of trapped in that thought of thinking you know passive income is available and i can automate all my money but um you know there's certain elements of it that if you're actively pursuing it you're going to reap massive rewards since yeah. there's few people that are actually doing that. And just one last word of caution here. You know, I think that sort of optimizing your money is great. It's important. It's part of life. I think there's a lot of people out there that I've talked to or that I've engaged with that just get really, really extreme about it. I was really extreme about it for a long time. And uh, just kind of remember that over-optimization is money addiction in another form. And there's more important things than saving all your money and just optimizing your spreadsheet. Perfect segue yeah, into our the segue. The so next episode. This is part one of the art and science of financial independence coming at you soon. Part two is next. Thanks for listening to Millennial Money Minutes. If you liked this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe. If you want us to cover a specific topic, use hashtag Millennial Money on Twitter or visit MillennialMoneyMinutes.com.